from the Indiana Daily Student in Bloomington. This is Posted, a guide to the week's top stories. Today is February 22nd. I'm Lydia Gerke. And I'm Jacob DeCastro. Today we'll be talking about mumps on campus, Josh Peck, and the IU-Purdue basketball game. And later we'll be talking to reporter Christine Stevenson about a Purdue student who walked 100 miles to IU in honor of Tyler Trent, another Purdue student who died from bone cancer in January. First, we'll be talking about mumps on campus. On Thursday evening, IU administration confirmed there have been two reported cases of mumps. In an email, IU said, The university is working with the Monroe County Health Department and the Indiana State Department of Health on identifying and directly notifying anyone who have been in close contact with the students and implementing measures to help prevent the additional transmission of mumps. Symptoms for mumps typically appear 16 to 18 days after infection, but may appear 12 to 25 days after. They include fever, headache, muscle aches, tiredness, loss of appetite, and swollen or tender salivary glands under the ears on one or both sides. If you suspect you may have mumps, stay home, avoid contact with others, and seek care as soon as possible by contacting the IU Health Center or your primary care provider. The Union Board will bring Josh Peck, who co-starred in the hit Nickelodeon show Drake and Josh, to the IU Auditorium at 6.30 p.m. on March 3rd. In a press release, the Union Board said Peck will speak on the changing landscape of comedy, social media etiquette, and the unique stresses of growing up in the public eye. Tickets are free for students and $25 for the general public. Sales for the tickets begin today at the IU Auditorium website. Peck now has a large Instagram following with almost 8 million followers. His influence extends across multiple social media platforms with 130 million total video views on YouTube and 2.5 million channel subscribers, as well as thousands of followers on Snapchat and in Vine. During IU men's basketball's 48-46 loss to Purdue on Tuesday, Purdue sophomore Matt Harms became the recipient of IU fans' ire. Explicit chants rang throughout Assembly Hall for most of the game, and boos rained down from the crowd every time Harms touched the ball. On Wednesday, IU Athletic Director Fred Glass sent an email to student ticket holders saying the chants were, quote, embarrassing and unacceptable, and reflected poorly on you and Indiana University. Knock off the profane chants and please help those around you do the same. You and Indiana University are better than that. Now I'll be joined by reporter Christine Stevenson. Thanks for being with us, Christine. Thanks, Jacob. So you wrote a story this week about a Purdue student who walked 100 miles. So he's a junior at Purdue. His name is Aaron Lai. And um, he decided, I think it was a couple weeks ago, that he came up with the idea that he wanted to walk from Purdue to IU um, to make it in time for the Purdue-IU basketball game in order to um, raise money for the Tyler Trent's um, cancer endowment um, because he was really inspired by Tyler Trent's story and he said that it really reminded him of his grandpa who died two years ago of lung cancer. Um, So he was really determined to do this to raise money and he was obviously determined to do whatever it takes, even walk 100 miles for pretty much like three days straight. Now, I heard he did more than walk. Can you tell us a little more about that? (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think it was um, Tuesday morning-ish afternoon he realized that he wasn't going to make it in time for the game, which um, they were set to tip off at 7 p.m. And he realized that he wasn't going to make it in time. So he literally started running and 
um, keeping in mind that he started this on Sunday morning. So, like, he'd already been walking for pretty much two days, and he slept only for, like, five hours every night. And, um, and yeah, he, he just decided that he needed to start running in order to make it in time. So he'd been walking for a couple of days. Um, what was the toll on him physically? Um, yeah, so he was definitely in a lot of pain for pretty much the majority of the time. Um, I talked to him some on Monday, and I I first reached out in the morning, and he was like, yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, and then I checked in every, like, couple of hours. And by the afternoon, he was like, it feels like I'm walking on Legos. Um Partially because, you know, he's walking so much, but also um, he said that two days before he started walking, he (laughs) slipped on a patch of ice and um, pulled a hamstring, which makes it even worse. Um, So he had his his fraternity brothers were driving out to him every four hours or so. Um, So they brought him a lot of like ibuprofen to sort of dull the pain and they brought him like a lacrosse ball to roll out his legs. So that seemed to help him. Did he end up making it in time for the game? Yeah. um, I think he made it by like 6.20 p.m. And like I said, the game was supposed to start at 7. So he made it with actually a good amount of time to go, which honestly, I don't even know how he did it. But he was somehow behind and then he ran for a while and then he was ahead of schedule. But yeah, he made it on time and he got to the game and hung out with his friends and finally got to rest his legs after three days and what was the final result of his gofundme um so currently it's twenty four thousand dollars from about 700 donors um but by the time that he arrived at the game it was already almost eighteen thousand. so it's still going up since then but um his original goal was ten thousand so he's obviously surpassed that by far and it's going to be matched as well right Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Walter Cancer Foundation is going to match every penny that he raises. That's amazing. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Christine. Thanks for having me. That's it for us on today's episode of Posted. Follow us throughout the week at IDSnews.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at IDSnews. This week's stories were reported by Grace Ybarra, Jared Rigdon, and Christine Stevenson. Our music is by Matthew Waterman. I'm Lydia Gerke. And I'm Jacob DiCastro. Thanks for joining us.